0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Gens and Associates podcast. I'm your host, Catherine yang Ayot, consultant and analyst for Gens and Associates. In this episode, we will dive into the results of our latest Pulse survey focused on the regulatory market analysis of IDMP Spore and ECDU 4.0. With me today are my colleagues, Kelly Nat and Greg Brolin. Both are study leads on this research. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Greg. Um, you have both been guests on this podcast before, so welcome back, and thank you so much for spending some time with me today. I do always like to start off by asking my guests for a quick self-introduction as we often have new listeners. So Kelly, if you don't mind, um, we'll start with you. If you could give our audience a little bit of information about who you are and what you do, especially in the context of the study. And Greg, if you sort of could follow suit after.
1: Sure. Thank you, Catherine. And it's great to be here. Um, my name is Kelly Nat. I've been in the pharma industry for many, many years, sort of creeping up on 30 years. And I spent a lot of my time in industry. So I was working in um, IT for many years, leading teams across R&D. And since 2007, I've been in regulatory affairs. I moved to the business side in 2011. And as part of the work that I've done since 2015, I got involved in uh, IDMP when EMA established a sport task force. And it's been a big part of my life ever since. So that's the, the main piece that I've been, that I bring to uh, the conversation today in this particular research.
0: Great, thanks Greg.
2: Thanks uh, Catherine and good to be here as well. So my name is Greg Broland and um, I have about 25 years experience at the US Food and Drug Administration. Uh, the most relevant to this conversation during that time was I was the, uh, the lead uh, from the FDA Uh, to the ICH, International Conference on Harmonization, uh, M4 subgroup that developed the original ECTD specification. And I've been in consulting for the last 15 or so years, uh, primarily around the IT systems that support uh, global pharmaceutical companies in their interactions with global health authorities. So that's me, Catherine.
0: Great, thanks so much. All right, so let's get right into the study. This poll survey just happened recently. We launched it at the beginning of June and closed it a few weeks ago. And just for reference to our listeners, today's date is uh, July 17th. The overarching goal of the research was to get an update on the plans and activities that industry is making to prepare for IDMP and ECTD four key initiatives. We had 41 companies participate and that included a good representation of industry by revenue band and an almost even distribution of US and EU headquarter companies. So Kelly, let me let me start off with you, um, and Greg, please feel free to sort of just jump in when you when you um, when you want to. Um, how would you describe the learning goals of this survey to our listeners?
1: Yeah, so um, primarily we uh, embarked on this as part of um, preparing for an update to our market report. So it was really about understanding what's happening in the market um, and what that looks like. So we were looking at service providers. We were looking at the work that organizations were doing, what the plans were that they have for engaging with service providers and software vendors Um, And so for IDMP, we were looking at the latest thinking about the strategy for IDMP Spore, especially in light of the changing guidance in Europe and the evolving developments um, in other parts of the world. And for ECTD4, what we were looking at was really understanding industries, preparations, and readiness. ECTD4 is a little bit sort of further back. Um, And so it's sort of an anticipatory kind of requirement. And so what are organizations doing there and and starting to think about um, what that market might look like?
0: Okay. Um, Greg, I don't know if you have anything to add, but I do have a question for you. Um, What does the survey data tell us about industries thinking about the timing of ECTD4 submissions? And what do you think they'll be doing in the near term to prepare for that?
2: Yeah, so thanks. So nothing to add to the goals, um, but as Kelly mentioned, um, the ECTD-4 standard has been in place for quite a few years, and um, several of the health authorities around the world are making plans to accept and eventually require marketing applications to be submitted in the new format. That being said, global adoption for a mandatory submission in version 4 is in the relatively distant future. Uh, For example, the EMA just released a new timeline for version 4, and mandatory submissions for centralized procedure are projected to be required in about 2027. So we do have quite a bit of time to to plan and get ready for the uh, requirement, but uh, we're quite sure that that requirement will, in fact, um, uh, come into place uh, on on sort of a rolling basis uh, across, across the globe. So with that in mind, most biopharmaceutical companies are taking a wait-and-see approach, but will be utilizing services to assess, plan, and execute programs to deliver uh, submissions in in version four. So for example, only 22% of the 41 responding companies are participating in pilot programs uh, with various health authorities to send version four uh, submissions into that health authority mostly as a as, as a test of the processes and the, the technical structure of submissions in version four. And only two companies have submitted a live version four submission to the MHLW or PDMA, which uh, uh, is the health authority in, in Japan, and currently the only health authority accepting uh, live submissions. Come back to you, Catherine.
0: Great. Yeah. Thanks for that. Um, So Kelly, let me bring it back to you then. What did you learn about where industry is in preparations for IDMP?
1: Yeah. So the situation with IDMP is a little bit different because um, it's a requirement that industry has been preparing for for several years now. And of course, the requirement that they've been preparing for has been a little bit of a moving target. Um, so So EMA shifted from the plan to implement this fire message requirement to implementing the EAF back in at the end of 2021, uh, beginning of 2022. So that's moved to the electronic application form now. So what we're preparing for has been, as I said, a little bit of a moving target and has shifted over time. Um, But what we did find is that uh, the organizations that we surveyed are very much preparing for IDMP um, and those preparations are well underway. So We found that most organizations have completed an IDMP readiness or gap assessment. Um, 54% of them had actually completed it. 29% were in progress. So that's quite a lot of organizations who are really well on their way there. Um, they've assessed the data quality and their data sources. Most organizations have done that as well and ha- are beginning on product data collection and remediation. Most organizations are not complete with that yet. In fact, um, I think it was it's 7% of organizations have actually completed that data collection and remediation, um, but most organizations are, are in progress on that, or they've planned it. 29% of organizations are planning that work but haven't actually started on it yet. Um, And then as we look uh, at the other activities for preparation, the business process updates, establishing the technology, data governance and data quality, um, many organizations are moving forward on those activities. There's a lot more organizations who have sort of planned but not started yet in those areas. Um, But again, most organizations have started to move forward there.
0: Okay, great, thanks. I'm actually going to ask you a question about, you know, uh, system changes being made for IDMP in a minute, but let me go to Greg really quickly. So, Greg, are there a lot of companies that are planning to change their publishing solutions because of the ECTD-4 requirements?
2: So, that's a good question. So, that's what we uh, try to explore in this survey, because publishing a submission in the new format is really a major change in the technical format and the way various components of a submission are identified. Uh, within within that format. Uh, Industry will be more dependent than ever on the publishing solutions provided by a vendor. It will not be possible to create uh, as easily or even at all uh, a submission in version four uh, as it was uh, especially for small companies uh, in version 3.2.2. So we're interested in knowing if this change is considered an opportunity or a reason to change publishing vendors? And the answer, according to the survey, is probably not. 71% of the respondents are planning to use their existing vendor. 37% are planning to evaluate other publishing solutions, and that includes several of the companies who are still planning on using their existing vendor, but at least are interested in in, uh, doing an evaluation uh, when the time comes uh, of, of other vendors. And most of those companies who are planning to evaluate new publishing solutions are large or mid-sized companies. And virtually no one, in fact, only one company, responded that they have already decided to replace their publishing solution for version four. And we don't know if that's because specifically of version four, uh, or if they're planning to already, uh, already planning to change their publishing solution. So the bottom line is most companies are really looking to their existing vendor provide that capability.
1: Hmm.
0: So, Kelly, what are some of those uh, changes being made to systems for IDMP then?
1: Yeah, so um, we also asked on on the IDMP side whether organizations were planning to upgrade or replace their product registration system, which is a a core system to support those activities. And um, very similar findings to to what uh, Greg reported for ECTD4, 68% of organizations reported that they're planning to update their product registration system from an existing vendor, so not changing vendors. 27% of our respondents said that they do plan to replace their product registration system with a system from a different vendor, so a little bit higher um, change rate. I think if I if I recall the numbers that that Greg shared, um, there were some other things that we asked about uh, regarding systems for IDMP because IDMP is a requirement that. Um, Leads organizations to think about how data connects across the enterprise. So, 54% of our respondents reported that they do plan to establish integrations between systems to automate sharing of the IDMP related data. That might be a little bit lower than we would have expected a few years ago. Um, So, that's sort of an interesting number to me. The other thing we talked about was master data management, that is um, a, a, a capability that a lot of organizations were looking at um, in the early days of IDMP and SPOR preparations. What we uh, see in the survey results is that 39% of organizations are planning to implement new master data management, 20% updating existing master data management. So there's a good amount of organizations still looking at MDM uh, there as well. The big thing I think that has become really clear as people are preparing for IDMP, especially in larger organizations, is the need for ref- reference data management. Um, and I think that's been sort of a, a an evolution of the MDM thinking is is incorporating reference data management. And 39% of our organizations reported that they are planning to implement reference data management. So something like Sporify or even something a little bit more complex that comes along with a master data management system.
0: So I feel like I kind of know the answer to this, but maybe you can speak it, speak about it from the, the data set from this poll survey. But do either of you think that organizations are actively thinking about both ECTD and IDMP as they sort of make these decisions?
1: I think that's a really interesting question. And I'm, I'm interested to see what Greg thinks. Um, obviously, you know, IDMP has been a driver for a lot of the change that's happening across industry now in regulatory systems and master data management and those sorts of things. So it's been a, you know, sort of a, um, a, a, a what's the word that I want to use? Um, a catalyst for a lot of those changes. Um, I don't know if if organizations are really thinking deeply about the ECTD four requirement as they as they do that. So Greg, love to hear what you have to say about that.
2: Yeah, so it is interesting because you hear occasionally um, in discussions around version four that it is much more adaptable to data submissions. As you know, the current ECTD and all of the previous electronic submission uh, initiatives were very much um, electronic paper, right? PDF really (laughs) came to the fore as a way of submitting most of the information. Uh, There were other data set formats that were incorporated and a few XML, a few other formats, but primarily data. And um, that will probably still be the uh, the case going forward but the capability of putting native XML and other data formats from CDISC and and HL7 and others um, and potentially IDMP, since IDMP submissions will be part of the um, marketing application going forward, at least we think that's the case. So there is some capability within ECTD4 for uh, for that. Uh, I don't know if it's a driver, but it's It's almost like a nice to have, boy, this is going to work great because we're going to have this uh, coming uh, data submission format, whether it's IDMP or PQCMC or others. So I I think it's a synergy situation
1: more than anything else. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, that's interesting.
0: Well, in Greg's, you know, maybe you can speak a little bit more and sort of kind of continue your, tr- your train of thought there. What are some of the more common challenges when transitioning to ECTD4? And do these challenges differ by size of company?
2: Yeah, so they do. Um, the main challenge um, is that there's no clear plan for what's going to happen to submissions uh, in the previous ECTD format. Uh, so companies... Uh, we'll have to manage both manage and produce uh, 3.2.2 and uh, version 4 for the foreseeable future. There's some discussion that there'll be a way to transition, basically migrate 3.2 format submissions to version 4, but none of that is clear yet. So, and, and of course, health authorities will adopt version 4 on a rolling basis, so for a long time, uh, both formats will be required um, and and supported, um, at at least for the the foreseeable future. Uh, There's also uncertainty as to when version 4 will be mandatory, which is really the driving timeline. Uh, Each health authority has its own schedule, and as we know, um, health authority schedules are subject to change. Um, All all these formats and standards are are good examples of the uncertainty of health authority uh, uh, schedules, and and especially around mandatory submissions. Some of the other challenges include potential changes to the authoring and document management processes, and training for the internal regulatory operations staff um, on how to create and manage version 4 submissions. So companies to prepare, um, they're planning ready, readiness assessment projects. Where are we now? What do we have to upgrade? Um, and, and how can we um, fold in uh, the requirements for ECTD4 into our, our, our future plans and changes and, and how we, how we uh, try to influence vendors to provide those solutions? And they're also investigating possibilities and, and ways of migrating. Um, the current version of the ECTD to the future version, um, and they're planning on on providing training uh, and trying to really understand uh, if there are going to be differences in managing uh, ECTD four uh, through the life cycle. As we said, there are some technical differences in the submission but potentially there are also some some changes as we mentioned to the authoring process and certainly the publishing process so managing the life cycle may in fact be different and companies are looking for uh support in that area from vendors so the ectd 4 is definitely on the horizon um, but we think the challenges uh, will be similar to the challenges faced during the incremental adoption of ECTD 3 so i think uh, Companies have that experience and will be well well prepared going forward.
0: Yeah, that's all really useful information. Um, you know, thank you both so much for walking me through the research and the learnings. I know that as a core research team, um, this is something new that we're doing um, in terms of like sort of sharing our findings on our research, right? That instead of producing a lengthy white paper, which takes up quite a bit of time for both us to write and for consumers to, to read and digest information, um, you know, instead we're trying to talk about our findings on our podcast and really wanted to sort of share the conversation on what we did and the interesting bits of um, information that we Found um, so. Thank you, guys, for doing this with me. Um, before I wrap up, uh, Greg Kelly, do either of you have any closing remarks or comments or anything that we forgot to share with our listeners about about this study?
2: Yeah, from me, nothing. Nothing more from here. I, we, we appreciate the opportunity, and certainly, uh, if there are any questions about this, um, you feel free to contact us or or yourself, Catherine uh, or Steve Gens. Yeah. Uh, um, who uh, sponsored and participates in a lot of this research.
1: Yeah, and, and nothing more to add for me, um, except to say that I, I do really like this format. Um, I like us getting together and, and talking about it. And I think there's maybe some insights that come out that way. Um, that don't necessarily show through in a white paper. So I'm, I'm glad we're doing this.
0: I agree. And thanks for saying that. So um, so thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Greg. Um, for those of you, like Greg said, who would like to follow up and learn more, you can always reach out to us through the gens and Associates website. And we'll be happy to engage with you. Um, those that have membership, either through our Premier or our Executive Lounge, um, have access to all of our reports and surveys. I hope you guys all have a lovely week. Thank you all so much for listening. Until next time, cheers.